Welcome back, Detour Podcast listeners. This is Sheila, your host today, and we are talking with another friend named Christine. We had um, a previous podcast um, on choosing your own detour, and my other friend Christine today, our guest, um, did not choose her own detour, but um, it's quite um, an incredible story that I think you all enjoy. Um, so thank you, Christine, for um, speaking with us today and telling us your detour story. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, let's jump right in. So Miss Christine is um, a certified public accountant, and um, it is tax season, so thank you for um, taking the time uh, during this busy season to, to talk with us today. You're very welcome. Are, are you going crazy? Yeah. Not yet. Not no. yet? Okay. Too many procrastinators, right? No, it's still early. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. <laughs> We're just at the beginning. I know my husband said the other day, oh, I got to do some taxes, but I'm not doing it yet because I hate it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, you'll be busy. Uh, what, what is Mar- March is March the and, worst. March is the worst? Yeah. And then the last minute or right before the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then you're, you're a mom to one daughter, Lindsay, who um, is the same age as my son. That's kind of how we know each other uh, way back in the day. They're, they're like in their 20s now, but yeah. way back in like, uh, I think first grade, maybe kindergarten, kindergarten. even. Was yeah. it kindergarten? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that's how we kind of met each other. And you're also a foster mom mm-hmm. to five little ones. Um, tell me their ages again. They are three, five, six, six, and seven. Okay. Holy smokes. That is quite... I remember all my kids, my own kids are close, and I remember them all under the age of five, and and, and that time period is a blur. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite, busy. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're also a traveler. Now, um, the Detour podcast is all about detour stories, but it's also all about travel as well. So we were kind of chatting before about all the places you've been. Um, name, name some of those ones off that we um, talked about. Well, mostly um, European countries. We've mm-hmm. been to Austria, Italy, Greece, France. Um, we've also been to the Middle East. We went to Israel and to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about that's all I can think Caribbean, of. Caribbean, like some yeah, Mexico. You know the close places. Yeah, for us, the Florida. Was that like um, cruise or cruise or just Mexico is always a yeah. cruise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've done that too. But the Bahamas. Do you prefer like beach? Well, I know you're a skier, I really, but I don't. I don't like generally. I don't like beach vacations. Me either. I don't know. Do you like living in Florida? Um, I like. Living in Florida, except I don't like living in Florida from July through September <laughs> yeah. because it's I'm like October, yeah. I'm like done with yeah. the heat and it's so hot and yeah. really by the time October's here and it's still you know yes. Halloween and you're still sweating I'm yeah. done. I mean, yesterday but. it was you know tank tops and shorts and air conditioning again. Today, there's a cold front that's come in a little bit. There's a little bit of breeze, and we, yeah. we both sort of have, like, three-quarter sleeves, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> Winter wear for Florida. Unfortunately, yeah. tax season is some of the best weather in Florida, in my opinion. Uh-huh. You know, because it's, like, 70s, and you can get right. outside, and I have, like, no time. That's my but. sweet spot, too, yeah. But that's kind of why we love Europe, too, because we, we even go off-season when, when it's cooler and things, too. Yeah, that's too. what we do. Yeah. All right, so you're also, um, you, your family likes to ski, um, and you do, um, you know, a boot camp, a cross, CrossFit place, and mm-hmm. have really um, stay in got, shape. Yep. My ski legs. So. There you go, and to keep up with all those kids, too. Yeah. Um, but the, um, the big title that, that you have, and I'm sure that you never wanted to have, but has changed the um, trajectory for your life and for your family, um, is Widow. Yes. And that is definitely um, your detour story. Um, I'm sure the the results of was kind of another side detour, but um, would you say that that's your big detour story? That is definitely the big detour in my life, yes. So unexpected. tell us about um, your husband, Jeff. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go back. I um, originally graduated... <clears throat> Excuse me. 
college in 82, moved to Colorado because I'm a skier, mm-hmm. and got my CPA, uh, passed the CPA exam in 83 in Colorado. <clears throat> Never got my certificate in Colorado because I was in industry and I didn't need it. So I moved back to Florida where my family had moved um, in 91, and they would not give me my CPA certificate in Florida because between 82 when I graduated and 91 when I moved here, the accounting degree had gone from a four-year degree to a five-year degree. So I had to go back and take that additional fifth year of school. And um, that is where I met my husband, was in that fifth year. And In um, Colorado? <clears throat> no, here in Florida. In Florida, okay. And coincidentally, he also is a skier. So mm-hmm. I lived in Colorado for 10 years and never met anyone to ski with and moved to Florida and <laughs> fell in love with a skier. So go figure. There you go. <clears throat> so yeah, so we were married in 93. And we, I had just started my own, part of the reason I moved to Florida, the main reason I moved to Florida was I wanted to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And my family was all here and they were all self-employed. So I already had several clients. Gotcha. My first mm-hmm. clients. And um, so I had started my little business and didn't have you know a whole lot going on because I was also going to school for that fifth year. And so we both graduated at the same time. He wanted to be in um, a stockbroker in investments. So he started working for a company, and I was building my little business up. And then in 96, um, we moved into an office together and had a central receptionist, and his offices were to one side and mine were to the other. And our businesses um, did very well. We didn't realize what a good marriage those businesses yeah were, i was gonna say the referrals mm-hmm. back and forth that was like right. kind of an accident that we fell into yes and um so that worked out really well and we had this great um, business continuation plan because we both had accounting degrees mm-hmm. so we were cross-licensed i got my investment license and um, he, of course, had his accounting degree. So if anything happened to one of us, mm-hmm. um, we figured the other one could continue to carry on the business. There mm-hmm. wouldn't be like a big void there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. What we, of course, did not calculate into the equation is that there would only be one of us to do two full-time to, jobs. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but that was our plan. Mm-hmm. So, Logical. <laughs> good plan. Yeah. yeah. We, we thought so at the time. <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, he... Um, it was June 5th of 2013, and it was the first day of um, summer vacation. And uh, my daughter had just gotten out of the ninth grade. And usually I was the first one up in the morning, but that particular morning the alarm went off and I knew that it was the beginning of summer vacation and I really didn't have a lot going on at the office. So I told my husband, just let me sleep for an hour, come get me you know, in an hour. Mm-hmm. So he went out and got his coffee and everything. Well, I um, went back to sleep. About 6.30, I woke up and I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my gosh, he didn't come back and wake me up. Oh, okay. And I was kind of irritated. Mm-hmm. So I went out to tell him, hey, you didn't come back in and wake me up. Mm-hmm. And um, I went out in the dining room where he often sat and had a cup of coffee. He wasn't there. And uh, I called and he didn't answer. And I uh, thought maybe he took my car to go get gas. And I looked out in the garage, and both cars were still there. I went out in the backyard and hollered at and nothing. And I was like, where in the world is he? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, well, I, I'm running late now, so I've got to yeah. go get a shower. So I mm-hmm. went in, and I got a shower and everything, got ready for work and everything, and I still hadn't heard or seen him. So and at this so, point, are you worried? Are you just thinking, oh, maybe he's talking to a neighbor? Or are well, you still feeling like it's pretty benign? You're not? Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. Worried, worried about anything. it or anything. Mm-hmm. You're just like, where the heck are you? And now I'm late. Why didn't you wake me? What are you doing? Exactly. It was yeah. just so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I was racking my brain trying to think, where is he, right? Yeah. So I went again, walking through the house, and I looked in the study where he often um, would sit and read the newspaper online on the mm-hmm. computer. Mm-hmm. And his coffee cup was sitting on the desk, which was on the other side of a queen-size bed. Okay. So when you looked in the room, you saw the queen-size bed, and then on the other side was the desk. So I saw his coffee cup sitting there. So I walked into the room, and when I did, I saw his feet at the bottom of the bed, which I didn't see before. And I looked, and oh, he was laying gosh. there. He had fallen beside the bed, and you couldn't see him from the doorway. From you the had door- to actually okay. walk in. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time I saw him, he, he had been there for... A little bit because his face was already a little bit blue from you know oh from the lack of oxygen. Gosh. 
So I, I had CPR training, mm-hmm. and I started doing CPR right away. And, um, you know, I, I, got the, I grabbed the phone that was right there, and I called 911, and um, they said, okay, an ambulance is on the way. And Lindsay was still in bed, it's the first day of summer vacation, and so I started yelling for her because the front door was locked. They right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, the ambulance couldn't get in. So I was like, you know, hollering for her, and she, well, she thought she was in trouble, so she didn't respond. She just pretended like she was still sleeping, and I kept hollering. I was doing CPR the whole time, and my arms were starting to feel like spaghetti, and it seemed like forever, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking so long, and she finally said, what, what, and came out, and I said, you know, the ambulance is on its way, go, go to the front door. And um, so she went and let the paramedics in, and they came in, and um, you know they started continued the CPR and hooked them up to machines and everything. And after a few minutes, they you know they said you know there's nothing we can do. He's gone. Oh my gosh. And um, so they didn't even take him in the ambulance or anything. <gasps> they just left. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just I never then, have experienced anything that. Um, and then the police, so, the police came, you know, okay. and, um, and then, and of course they called, they, you know, called the funeral home. They asked what funeral home and so the funeral home came and <clears throat> they, um, you know, put them on the gurney and everything. And then mm-hmm. by that time, I guess somebody, like Lindsay had posted on the internet, uh, rest in peace, daddy. Mm. And so somebody saw that, you know, one of my friends from church and, he called his wife and said, you know, something's happened. Get over to the Bigelow's. And so mm-hmm. she shut up at my door, and I opened the door, and Mary's standing there. And I'm like, how are you hey, here? Yeah, yeah, how in the world did this happen? And um, so anyway, she, you know, she came in, and, and my sister heard because my sister was his doctor. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, okay. So had your husband um, been ill, or what actually happened to him, if you don't mind me asking? Um, no, he. we did not have an autopsy done. Mm-hmm. Um, after the police decided I was not a suspect, um, they asked if... Oh, dear God. <laughs> of course, he died at home. Yes, you know? right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, they, they asked if we wanted an autopsy done, and we declined because it wasn't going to bring him back. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know what the cause of death was, mm-hmm. so um, they... My sister, who was his doctor, said, you know, they'd take their best guess, which she said it was either a heart attack or a blood clot. Mm-hmm. And um, so her, his father had died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's on his death certificate, although we don't know that for a fact. Right. He um, had fallen, oh gosh, in March mm-hmm. and had broken his back and had had um, a problem with his one leg swelling up, which they, um, you know, they, they gave him some blood thinners or something and that fixed that. Mm-hmm. But so it could have been the blood clot thing too, but we just, mm-hmm. we just don't know. Um, but other than that, you know, he was in good health. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened there. And, um, so that was in June of 2013. And you said about, that was about one week before your 20th. It was exactly one week Ex- before our 20th anniversary, which was June Twelfth. Oh my gosh. So, um, but but interestingly, my daughter was um, my mom was going to Israel, and she was over in Israel when this happened. Actually, she had two groups going to Israel. She used to take tour groups to Israel, and she was over there with one group. And Lindsay was in the group to go over. She was leaving that Friday or Saturday, like the sixth or seventh, um, whatever that following weekend that was. I think. Or maybe it was the next week. Anyways, within a, within a week, Short she was scheduled time, yeah, to go to, to Israel. To go on this trip after his and, passing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when this happened, they, of course, called my mother over in Israel and, and told her what had happened. And she said, you know, do you want me to come home? And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, no, it's, you know, there's nothing you can do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at this point, we just have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, well, and, and like the next day, she called back and she said, I want you to get an airline ticket and come with Lindsay when she comes to Israel next week. She says because you know the last thing you need is to be left there alone, right, with so, your daughter leaving and right. yes, dealing so, with this in your room. So um, that was that was a huge blessing because mm-hmm. how many people get to go to Israel of all places, you know, a week after this whole traumatic event happened? I mean, wow. talk about the perfect place to go to heal. Yeah, for know? sure. Yes, um, so, and we should mention for people that don't 
know you, um, and you're alluding to it right now, is that um, your Christian faith has um, been pivotal in oh, in getting you through this. Absolutely. And I have never in my life, you know, that, that year after someone dies, your spouse dies, is, is a very difficult time because there's a lot of adjustments that you have to make with your life. Um, at any age, but especially when it's an unexpected death at mm-hmm. a fairly young age, he mm-hmm. was 58 years old. And um, I have never in my life felt the Lord so close as I did that year. It was, I mean, he he carried me through that year totally because mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it's hard to explain what it's like um, if you haven't actually gone through mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but he was... He was so close that year, and and as the year got, you know, closer to being a, a full year out, I could feel, I could kind of feel the, a, di- a little bit more distance. Like he was mm. saying, "I've carried you," mm-hmm. you like know. you were held for yes, that year. Exactly. You were held, yes, like, like cradled, like so much. And, and, and then it was more like, like, "I'm gonna hold your hand," or "I'm right. gonna be close I'm always back. gonna be yeah, here. Yeah, I'm right but here, I'm, but, I'm, you, but I'm not you gonna. Don't, carry you like I have for the past year it was oh that just gave me chills all over I tell you it it was I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I would ever want to go through that again but Mm -hmm. but on the other hand it was so amazing and so special that I'm that it was really you don't really want to trade that away now that you've had it yeah that makes sense I wouldn't Mm -hmm. give give it up either it was just amazing Mm -hmm. and so um because of my faith and and you know, the relationship that I have with, with my creator, um, I prayed more than I ever have in my life during that year, mm-hmm. you know, and because my life had changed and it, you know, being in the field that I'm in and, and the type of person that I am, I, I plan, mm-hmm. I'm a planner. And and when that happened, you, you uh, weren't planning that. Talk, I mean, yeah, like my, my epitome of detour. Yes, like, it was like I kept. I was praying. I was like, Lord, I I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what my plans were for my future are not what your plans are for my future. Mm-hmm. I know that um, your plans are better than my plans, mm-hmm. and and thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure but, it didn't feel like it right then. Yeah. yeah. But, but <laughs> could you fill me in a little right. bit because I I don't know. I don't know. What you what you want and I and I would say you know do you want me to sell everything and move to Africa and be a mm. missionary what do you what do you want me to do because at this point I want to I just want to fulfill your plan for my life and it's I, so I don't mean to interrupt you but it's so incredible that you're saying these words literally about an hour before I came here I was listening to um to something um on a podcast it was um and 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 the pastor it was a sermon um, and, uh, Stephen Furtick, and it was talking about your, um, finding your purpose. And he had this real, and I'm going to mangle it. Um, so I'll, I'll add it to the notes on here when I can go back. But basically he, he summed it all up saying that, um, God doesn't want, um, it's not so much about being in God's will because when we, when we're always asking what, what's your will? Just tell me what to do. He's like, it's tell me what to do so I don't need you. It should be, um, I want you no matter what, in this step, in this direction, no matter, no matter what. And so it was talking about, you know, as we're seeking our purpose, sometimes we're asking, we're trying to be so much in God's will because we just want him to tell us what to do so yes. we can do it. Right, and right. then he's just, like, yeah, I'm not telling you what, yeah, because yes. then I won't have to like bother you. Like, I don't have to talk to you about it. Like, just <laughs> yeah, tell me just, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and and he's like, straight. yeah, you <laughs> yeah. won't talk to me anymore. And I want you to talk to me. That's like yeah. what I want. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, so I'm not telling you. Yeah, I was I like, oh man, that so, yeah. is like yeah, so. He wants um, a relationship with us. He wants us to talk to him and ask him. Yeah. But um, yeah, so anyways, but I kept adding in this prayer. I mean, mm-hmm. this is so me because I still couldn't give up that control. I kept mm-hmm. reminding him. Um, I, I I want to do whatever you want me to do, but can you please keep in mind that I don't enjoy camping? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very specific thing. Like you're just like I really, 
<laughs> I don't really want to go camping in Africa, please. Yeah, I, I went I'm not on, like I went a Hudson on... wiping with leaves kind of gal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I went on a mission trip to Haiti yeah. once, and and that was about as roughing the, it as the, I ever want to get. So really, that was the stretch as far as you were kind of like <laughs> yeah. ready to go. So did he listen to you? Well, actually, yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that he listened to me, but mm-hmm. let's just took say that, that into he consideration. Knows me better of than I know myself. Yeah. And um, so this, like I said, he passed in June of thirteen. So we lived in this house that was thirty years old, and um, it's the house that Lindsay grew up in from the time she was three or four months old. And um, so I, I felt like, you know, they say don't make any major decisions the first year after death. Well, mm-hmm. you know, when you're running two businesses, that's really not an option. You know, right. great mm-hmm. in theory, but mm-hmm. not realistic. Mm-hmm. So, but I did make as few changes as possible in that year. I did ha- end up selling my business and his business to another business and went became, you know, went on salary for it for them, the people mm-hmm. that bought the business. So that was a huge change. But I just needed to not be the self-employed yeah. anymore because it's just it was too much. There was just too much to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did make that major change. But um, anyways, but but at the end of at the end of the year, like about a year after, um, we had this thirty-year-old house and we lived on about an acre and a half. And I had to go out and mow this lawn which we had a riding mower but nonetheless I'm that's another thing I'm really not into is yard work um he always kept it immaculate it looked like a park it was beautiful and I loved living there it was very calm and Mm -hmm. loved coming home and driving in the driveway and you know it was was beautiful but um it had it was on it was on a uh, septic system and I had to pour these 40 pound bags of salt in the thing and you know the water would come out of the faucet black and I'd have to figure out what's wrong with it and you know just Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff to maintain you know Mm -hmm. between the yard and the water system Mm -hmm. and everything else and And a learning curve mm -hmm. because you know when you're in a partnership with somebody I mean you have roles and they have roles right and you know, I think about that a lot too. Even you know, with my husband, like I really should not. God forbid, like I would anticipate. But it's like there's you know, certain things you should. Know. Yeah, there's like certain things you Even know you I should really know that you, that you just don't you know make time to know because yeah. like I do my things and he does his things and we that way we're not overworked together. You right. know, divide and conquer kind of thing. Right. Everyone has but yeah, chores. you don't know until and you're faced the, with doing sudden, it. Yeah, all of a yeah. sudden you have to do it all. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, so about a year after his death, Lindsay said to me, you know, why don't we just sell this house and get a a newer place, you know, that doesn't have as much maintenance, a smaller yard and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and I said, but Lindsay, you know, you grew up here. I thought you'd want to stay here. You know, there's so many memories. Mm -hmm. And she said, mom, she said, the memories don't stay with the house. We take those with us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, How it's so true, you mm-hmm. know, from a, I think she was 16 at the time. Yeah. And um, so we <clears throat> decided to, 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 we thought we'd put the house up for sale, but we thought we'd look around first, you know, to make sure that we could afford something that we'd be mm-hmm. happy with. And um, so we found this house um, that we both really liked, but it was five bedrooms. And I said why are we even looking at a five-bedroom house? I was thinking downsize, right? right? Uh-huh. What are we going to do with five bedrooms? Why do we yeah. need five mm-hmm. bedrooms? And she said, well, you know, you need a bedroom, I need a bedroom, you need a study. Mm-hmm. She said, then we'll have a guest room, and she said, and we'll make one room into an exercise room. Hmm. Logical. Like, yeah, that makes sense. We can afford the house. We, you know, we can use it. So we like the house. All right, so we decided to, to move. So we decided on like a Saturday or Sunday and then that Sunday I was in my front yard and the neighbor's dog came running over and she's calling him calling him he wouldn't come so she came walking over and um I said oh Louie I said we've lived you know next we've been next door neighbors for 15 years now I said so I I just want to let you know that we're going to be putting the house up for sale Mm -hmm. and she said really she goes well I have a niece that's looking around in this area she said I'll let her know well about five Six o'clock that night, there's a knock on my door. Hi, I'm Lou Anne's niece. Can we come look at your house? Wow. <laughs> so, did they buy it? They did. Whoa. Talk yes. about like showing up at your front door literally, <laughs> yeah. right? So that was, to me, that was a further 
a confirmation yeah yes you should go ahead and move it's okay Mm -hmm. to to do this Mm -hmm. so we sold them the house and uh, moved into this one and we you know I had a bedroom she had a bedroom and I had a study and we had a guest room and we had this exercise room and we had it was all you know we had equipment because my husband had a machine a weightlifting machine and we had all the weights and everything Mm -hmm. there and uh, that was in August of 2014 that we moved in this house. And in, so just about a year. Yeah, just over a year. Just over a year. Mm-hmm. So in October of 2014, I was walking in the mall with Lindsay and her friend Julia. And Julia, and uh, this whole time, I was still praying a lot. Mm-hmm. Where, where's my life going? What's my future? Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And we were walking in the mall, and Julia turned to me and she said, you guys should foster and I'm not kidding when I tell you it was like so obvious to me that that was the voice of God coming out of that 15 year old girl's mouth wow I knew had this been on your radar ever well when um I had always wanted to have more children okay and um when my husband was still around you know when Lindsay was still little um we did try we had to go through in vitro to have her okay and we did go through in vitro again to try to have another one Mm -hmm. Um, i did end up getting pregnant on my own but miscarried Mm -hmm. and um so i had you know asked him you know would you want to adopt or anything he's like no he if he you know if we Mm -hmm. weren't having more kids he was perfectly happy with with one one. yeah you know he Mm -hmm. he would have been probably happy with none but Mm -hmm. you know he just that just wasn't a big deal to him but yeah it was right Mm -hmm. but um having had the one daughter that satisfied that for you know that that, that need that Uh i had and um so i you know i didn't push it he he was he was a type a personality he got easily stressed mm-hmm. so i never pushed the issue it's mm-hmm. like, yeah we have one wonderful little daughter and mm-hmm. that's good we're good but um but you know i always had that i, I love kids yeah mm-hmm. so i wouldn't ever have been opposed to to adopting or fostering or anything okay. that just wasn't in the cards right. when mm-hmm. he was in the picture gotcha so when she said that, it was the voice of God telling me, yes, this is what your next step is. I want you to foster. Okay, so, so, there's, so, so there's one thing to say, you know, when you're married with a spouse and living your life and you say, I would be open to more children. And then there is being a new widow, single woman with a teenager and saying, it's time to foster. It was that clear for you? It was, there was absolutely zero question in my mind. You're like, that's it. That's that's the thing. That's That's it. it. That's the thing that I've been asking about. Yeah, Yeah. there was no question. Wow. We came home from the mall and um, we, I I went to, I I went to bed that night and Lindsay and her friend Julia, who was the one who said this, Mm -hmm. went into the guest room, took it down, got everything out of there and repainted it you know, with like a, like a bright, like a, a green color that uh-huh. would be a neutral for a child uh-huh. and went to Target and got like toys. So you like immediately stuff. were like, yes, we're doing this. Yes. Like right now let's go home and paint the room. Yes. <laughs> That's great. I, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I went on the internet to find out how to become a foster parent and fat, you know, said, uh, it said, and one showed up at your door an hour later. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You go to these classes, yeah. da, 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 da. It's like, how quickly can I finish these classes? Like, I was wow. like, and I ended up actually, you're, it's supposed to be like an eight-week thing, and I did it in like six weeks because I found out that there was a, a, another class meeting at a different location. One was so you there. doubled up. And so, I, yeah, I would go to this class and then go to that class and go to this class and that class so that I could get it done faster, you know, because wow. I was so... So your your first placement. So so my yeah so that so that was I got licensed. Um, it was like right at the end of December, I believe, and we were leaving to go skiing. So mm-hmm. I so we we said well, we can't take any until we get back from skiing. So uh, we got back like mid January, and um, like I think it was December, January twenty second or something like that. Uh, they called. They said we have a two year old, and um, you know, would you like to? take this two-year-old as your first placement. We're like, bring her over. And um, so the case manager, Sean, showed up at my door with this adorable little black girl with, um, you know, the, her hair up in the... Pigtails. And, yeah. yeah. And um, chubby little thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and said, you know, here she is, and gave us the book and, and all that. 
So yeah. I was gonna say, like, well, obviously you learn things in the in the class, but you learn things. Was this in the supposed class, to be a temporary situation? Like, well, they you never know. You never really you know. never mm-hmm. know. Um, you don't know if the if the parents going to work the case plan. You don't know if they're going to find a relative that's willing to take the child. You know, mm-hmm. and then they'll be out of your out of your house the next week. You just you don't know. Right. It's okay. just that you have a bed for right mm-hmm. now. Um, long-term placement either with you or a relative okay because the mom's or eventually the parents being returned a, to the parents right if you but know they've got it they've yeah got they have things they've work. got to do right for, right right okay and um so yeah so that first night she we sat on the couch and turned on Peppa Pig or some sort of kids program, which of course Lindsay, being a teenager, we didn't weren't even you're out of that right, uh-huh. and, but we turned something on and we sat there on the couch and um, we sat there and we looked at her hair and we're like, what do you do with this hair because she has the afro hair? We had no right. clue. Okay, and and since you're listening, um, yeah. Um, Christine and Lindsay are Caucasian people, and so um, you wouldn't be um, familiar with how to care for ethnic hair, (laughs) right? right. Um, So you're so that's when you're like, oh wait, yeah, they didn't (laughs) teach you that kind of stuff in class. (laughs) They didn't teach you that in the class. Okay, yeah, yeah, just you're like, like all right, well, we'll just kind of keep it in the pigtails or something. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of learning experiences that, that you go through with foster care. And, you know, they teach you uh, a lot of stuff in class of the way that um, it's supposed to work. Uh-huh. And in reality, of course, none it, of it works okay. like it's supposed to. So, so it really is all, sort of learn as you go. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really is. I mean, they, they can teach you a certain amount of how it's supposed to be, but you don't really know until you're actually living it. Well, I mean, isn't but, that like raising children anyway? You know, they give you yeah, the book, they, what yeah. to expect when you're expecting and you read <laughs> exactly. through and you're like then then you have something that's not in the in the <laughs> index. The you know, you're looking at this baby going, "Um, that that's not in here. What do I do now?" you know. I, I read the book um when Lindsay was an infant. I had the book What to Expect the First Year. Yeah, right. And I kept going back to that book because it said a newborn sleeps for 16 to 18 hours a day. And you're like, I'm like, not mine. And she takes like 15 minute power naps and is awake for the rest of the day. Like I was exhausted and I kept going back and rereading that part of the book going, what is wrong with my child? Yeah. But yeah. Same thing with So we, we always have these, uh, you know, guidelines that don't apply. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asterisks. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but you know, having done this, having fostered for over four years now, it's um, and now you have so you have five foster kids now, as we said in the beginning. Is have you had others like come and go? Yes. And what happened to this first little girl? I still have her. You still have her. Yes. Um, for over four years later, which they say they tried to get them out of the system within a year. Well, here it is, over four years later, and I still have her. And um, I'm hoping to adopt her in March, but I still haven't gotten the official word that I can adopt that her. That you're allowed um, to do that. Yeah. They sent me this ludicrous list about, I don't know, a couple, three weeks ago, asking things like, what are your hobbies besides skiing and working out? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking thinking, care of five kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, clearly that's not enough. Let me think. Yeah. Five, laundry, cooking, grocery five minute shopping. showers, um, yeah. using the bathroom without anyone beating on the door, yeah, exactly. <laughs> picking up toys. Yeah. <laughs> they asked me, "How did you meet your husband?" I'm like thinking, "What? What the world? Why does this, this matter?" Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it is a crazy system. Um, but I still, I still can't believe that they that you can. Um, just go take these classes and they bring you these beautiful sweet children and just give them to you 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 get to enjoy them for you know for a while yeah you know and it's um it's amazing to me and and so rewarding because they bring you these kids and yeah they when they come in they have some they've been through a lot of trauma mm-hmm but you know, I am not super mom by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But these kids don't need super mom. 
All they need is stability and love and know that they're going to get food every day and know that they're going to have the, a clean bed to sleep in at night and they just flourish. Thrive. They're, they're, yeah. they're amazing, these kids. Every, every single one of them I've had has been, to me, a phenomenal person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if going through all the trauma that they go through makes them amazing mm-hmm. or if all kids are this amazing right you know? <laughs> yeah but it's amazing how quickly they turn around and just thrive they're just they're just the basic the basic human needs right i mean that's really yeah what we just, all want is just some stability, stability some basic some needs know that you're loved and, and know and that you're loved and somebody to you're gonna get um, fed yeah and someone to to care about you yeah you know yeah. as a person yeah yeah so yeah i've had um i don't know how many i know the foster care system keeps track of it it's well i don't know in the 20s or 30s number mm-hmm. of kids i've had in the house um and some of them have been short term some long term i had um two that came shortly after her then in april i think it was of that same year i got a brother and sister and um, they went. They ended up going to their maternal grandparents, and I'm still in touch with them. We, you know, I get, take them a gift on their birthday and Christmas and stuff like that. Um, I had another. Uh, I have one that's up in Spring Hill that got adopted by his cousin, his mm-hmm. older cousin, who's an adult. Um, I have a little boy and girl that are now in New York with their paternal grandparents. They, they had an interesting story. They were great kids there were six and eight at the time i think a boy and a girl and um they were in a car accident when they were two and four with their mom and dad and their dad had been killed Mm. and um, the mom came down here to florida and um, she got involved in some drugs and some other not so good stuff so they ended up um, taking those two kids into foster care and they were with me for over a year and um the mom was kind of working her case plan but she was struggling somewhat but she was you know I really thought she was going to get them back Mm -hmm. and then the um, paternal grandparents um, stepped up and said you know that they would keep them until she could finish her case plan because she was fairly close to the end Mm -hmm. and um, so they came and took them up to New York and um, then she ended up dying (gasps) in a hotel room in Holiday. Oh my goodness. Yeah I think you know, when they so went to New York, So they're lost. with the parents of the father that died in the car accident, and right. then only a few years later... A few months later. A few she, months later. She died. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, she um, had a couple of brothers that were bank robbers. Wow. And when she was doing well in her case plan, they showed up at her doorstep, and that kind of... They brought trouble to her door. Yeah, it yeah it went downhill from there. Oh my gosh! So that was a yeah very How awful yeah very sad story. But wow. the kids are doing well. Good. They were they were uh, I think they're the two most amazing kids I've had of the whole whole group. But mm-hmm. um, they're they're doing well in New York. And um, yeah, so I have a, you see my, on my wall. I have I do. We'll take a picture there when we're all done, and that can kind of be the. I've got a couple on the piano I haven't got hung up yet. And then I've got um, Nevea is the little girl in the bucket there. She's um, She got adopted by her mom's sister. Mm-hmm. She's in Ohio. And then I have David. He went back to his mom, actually. Mm-hmm. He's a little boy up there in the corner, the little mm-hmm. blonde head. And, uh, yeah, so... Wow, yes, been... you have, um, and, and on, on her wall, we'll take a picture, guys, but basically she's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve pictures there, um, some, you know, group family, and, and some more, some more over on the piano, probably about the f- six or so yeah, more over there. The actual ones that I have right now are on the piano, I haven't gotten them hung up yet, but Yeah, all the pictures are on the piano. Wow. So they'll be but the, the, the quote says, um, every family has a story. Welcome to ours. And um, so would you say that you are, um, you, well, you'll do this as long as you can do this? I, I or, don't, I, you know what? At this point in my life, I know better than to say that. Okay. Because I don't know what the Lord's got planned for me. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're willing. You're willing. I'm or, willing at this point to, mm-hmm. to continue doing this. I enjoy it. I find it extremely rewarding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, really strongly encourage anyone who has any kind of heart 
or thought that they might want to do this to really check it out and, and, and see if it's for them because it's, it's so rewarding and we are so very desperate for beds in Pasco County. Yeah. Um, well, I'm probably, I mean, I, I, I probably everywhere, but you know, in, in our area for sure. Um, so speak to the people that did you, okay. So you kind of pretty, I mean, you had like that, like, Oh, this is it moment and came home and painted the walls. Mm -hmm. But what if there are some people that are listening that are kind of like, I don't know, I might want to do this, but you know, what are some of the myths or what are some of the, um, Obviously, you can be a single woman. That was something that I didn't know. Right. Um, so you can be a single woman. Um, you can. What like what are okay, the requirements so, or what okay, are the myths? So, what will you say to somebody who who might be like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Okay. Well, first of all, it's not necessarily a long term commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different things. You you can be just a respite care provider. A respite care provider is somebody who provides um, a place for a child. Maybe while the foster parents have a vacation, they can't take the child with them for some reason. Okay. Like when I go to Europe, I don't take the foster kids with me because it's too expensive and I don't know far enough in advance if they'll even still be with me. Correct. So when I do big trips like that, I need respite care. Okay. And I have to use a respite care provider. That can be either another foster family or it can be just a respite care provider. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be, you know, just a week, have a child in your home for a week. The only, the only requirements are that they have to have their own bed, mm-hmm. um, and you can't have boys and girls in the same room okay. So it, once they're three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, babies, you can, obviously, right. but once mm-hmm. they're three, you have to separate boys and girls. Um, but anyone, really, that doesn't have a criminal background can do it. You can be a 23-year-old college student, and you have a two-bedroom apartment. If you feel like you can parent, you can be a foster parent. Wow. Um, retirees, you know, mm-hmm. they have a guest bedroom, and um, maybe they don't want to make the long-term commitment because they like to travel. They could do respite care and take a child in for a week at a time mm-hmm. and just take them when they are in town. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can be a, a single parent. You can. There's men out. There's a few men out there, single men doing it. Okay. And couples, obviously, mm-hmm. um, same-sex couples are okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there really but, aren't many restrictions the, unless you're, you know, you've got a criminal background, or you're right. just, and and you, or you just don't have, um, you know, proper lodging, you know, and right. it probably doesn't have to be anything um, fancy, no. um, but um, you know clean and well-maintained and, and um, right. the we, space. Yeah, we're looking for, you know, we don't need... There are foster homes out there that are, quote-unquote, doing it for the money. Uh-huh. And they tend to... Um, like, okay, so when I foster, mm-hmm. I treat them like my own child. Right. I sign them up for Girl Scouts and soccer and, you know, Awana at church and, you know... We do, I take them on vacation when I'm going somewhere local, mm-hmm. um, or not local, but not yeah. overseas. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get a lot of, um, you know, like you would with your own child. Right. Mm-hmm. It, what we what we don't need is people that are, quote unquote, doing it for the money, who mm-hmm. um, live in a tiny house and pack in as many kids as they can into a small space mm-hmm. and don't do anything. And when the school calls and says they're sick, they don't go pick them up. We don't need right. those foster mm-hmm. homes. We mm-hmm. need foster homes. Care, gonna, loving, caring people that are going to... The, these the children chief. have already come from an environment <coughs> that was um, less than desirable right. in some most cases yes we don't need to put them into another into situation another situation like so yeah you should not apply if if that's you and i hope yeah. you're not even listening to <laughs> exactly. me if that's you like yeah, exactly. just just unfriend <laughs> or whatever unsubscribe <laughs> yeah. from this podcast if you're that kind of person <laughs> we don't need your energy through the through the waves but yeah, I hate negative, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um but get your act together <laughs> you know, but are, you know but, just um, about anybody can do it mm-hmm. you know now, what about the people that say, oh, it must be very hard okay. um, to have a child and then have to that's, give them away? What if I get most, attached? That's the most common thing I hear mm-hmm. is, oh, I could never do that because I couldn't give them back mm-hmm. because it would break my heart. Mm-hmm. And to me, when I hear that, that is the most, that's, one, that's very selfish to mm-hmm. me because... Mm-hmm. 
what you're protecting your heart by not providing for these children. Mm-hmm. Well, how about what about their heart? Really? Right. You're give, you're you're getting an opportunity to provide love for X amount of time. Yes. And if you, you know. Yeah. yeah. And if you mm-hmm. if you get your heart broken, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's part of adulting. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to be. I mean, the Bible tells us to take care of the the orphans. You know, mm-hmm. that's and this that's. These are today's orphans. Right. We don't have mm-hmm. orphanages anymore. Right. These mm-hmm. are the orphans of today. And people need to step up because we are so desperate for our homes. I just got a list, an email earlier today, and there's probably 15, 20 kids on here. It gives you their um, age and whether it's a male or female. Mm-hmm. And they need beds. Right yeah. now, these kids are getting bounced from house to house. They might stay at a house one night. Um, they might stick them in a group home, which is not a suitable environment for a small child. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be okay for teenagers. It's not ideal, but at mm-hmm. least teenagers, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But for little ones to be in a group home, it's just not a good environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, little ones need that structure that love and, and structure, right? And, and that, yeah, that there's nur- mm-hmm. the, the nurturing that you know. They need a lot of hands-on care. Yeah. 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 And, they um, need to be a part of a family, and be not a, part a group of a home. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we, are, we really need good foster homes. Is there, um, is there anything... Um, so, okay, so say you, you said some people do it um, for the money. Yeah, right. So um, somebody who would be interested, there are... So say you say you don't have a lot of money and you're thinking, could I even afford to have another child in my child. home to you know right, to right. take care of them? Mm-hmm. How is that addressed? I mean, fix, especially like somebody a retired, right. say a retired widow mm-hmm. that has an empty room, but she's on a fixed income. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a, a monthly stipend, mm-hmm. it's about four hundred and fifty dollars a month, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, it's enough to feed them, clothe mm-hmm. them, you know helps pay for utilities mm-hmm. um but i i think it's a fair price mm-hmm. um for for the what you do. Needs. yeah mm-hmm. so so it's not going to be a lot of money out of your pocket gotcha um they also get uh full medical you have no medical costs whatsoever okay full dental or the doctor right. or dentist or whatever and that is um probably like a medicaid or something like that, that right right there's yeah, benefits fully that covered. fully the, covered the, the daycare uh, like before and after care or or daycare for little ones is, the majority of it's paid um depending on where you take them mm-hmm. um like for my little ones i pay 25 dollars a week extra mm-hmm. elc pays the rest of it and for the school agers i think i pay like I don't know, five bucks a week or something like that. Wow, okay. So, so it's, it's definitely, you know, a, a doable thing. You're not right, just even, like... Yeah, even right. if you're on a fixed income, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to cost you out of pocket. Mm-hmm. It's not, a, you know, depending on what you do. If you take mm-hmm. them on a fabulous vacation, then yeah, you might yeah, get a little bit of cash. Right, you know. right. But yeah, but you can do with what's in your lifestyle. Right, right, right. It's a, so if someone um, is listening to this and they're feeling like that little tug at their heart, what would be their first step? I mean, you said you came home and you went on the internet. Where did you go? Um, well, I... I, I I think I just Googled, you know, mm-hmm. the county I was in in foster care, and it came up with the lead, the licensing agency, um, which happens to be Eckerd mm-hmm. in Pasco. There's there are a couple other licensing agencies too, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not familiar with them. Um, but you go and you take a class, mm-hmm. and um, and then you they do a background check, and you get your fingerprints taken and all that, and then they do what it's called a home study where they come out, they do two of them actually, they come out initially and they say, okay, you know, you need to put the plastic covers in your in your plugs, you need to, Okay, you so kind of like a safety check, making sure you've got like the bed, the separate, separate bed, and and you know, you need to get a, running um, water and electricity, yeah, yeah okay. they tell you how hot your water needs to be, uh-huh. you know, that stuff, and then they come back, you know, later when you're ready and, and check and make sure all those things are in place, mm-hmm. and then um, once that's done, then the next thing you know, they start calling you and saying, we have, yeah, yeah we have a, a three-year-old child. little girl, you know, and they'll tell you um, everything they know about her. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they don't know a lot. Mm-hmm. Do but, they show up with anything or? Very limited. Mm-hmm. They usually show up with many times with just the clothes on their back. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get a $75 stipend to go out and buy them clothes when they first come in. You also get $300 every July 
mm-hmm. go out and you know shop for clothes and stuff for for the new school year. Oh, oh wow, so, that's nice. Yeah, um, and you know, there's also um, foster closets where if you need clothes, mm-hmm. you can go there and they they'll give you clothes and stuff for free. And mm-hmm. and then at the beginning of the year, that um, school year, the guardian ad items provide like backpacks with school supplies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a of, lot of pro. I've I've seen <coughs> them a lot of programs in the area. You know that help that help support. Yeah. Um, so there, there is, you know, a lot of help out there to, to kind of help you help the children. Help the kids, yes. Yeah. Help the children. Um, so, so basically we would just, you know, if you are interested, then depending on where you're listening from, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can do what Christine did and go on and Google, um, foster you know, care, foster care and licensing in your county or your area mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure, you know, that's going to come up um, um, right there. And it's, I mean, I'm sure the rules are different from mm-hmm. state to state. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount, the uh, stipend that you get Correct. every month is yeah, different. Yeah, the, the specifics. But in right. general, mm-hmm. it's probably the same same right. kind fostering of program. fostering yeah, everywhere. Same kind of program. Mm-hmm. So um, would you say, um, well... I was, um, you were talking about early on when your daughter um, posted on social media um, right away when her father had passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember um, a post from you, and I kind of went back, and I, I couldn't remember the full details, but I sort of remembered, and I went back and looked, and um, it was actually one month after the date. And you posted something about... Um, having a perspective and somebody had said um you know we're offering you condolences and saying you know oh I'm sorry you've had so much tragedy and it took you aback like what what kind of tragedy have I had you know I guess you had had another death in the family in recent years or something my, like my that your brother-in-law okay mm-hmm. and um and your whole post was about um perspective like you never, you haven't felt like you have endured this tragedy. You have felt like you have been exceedingly blessed. Exactly. Your I words. feel like I, yes. I feel like I, I've led a charmed life. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been so ridiculously blessed that for somebody to feel like I had been through a lot of tragedy was yeah. It was yeah, shocking it took to me. me I was about, like, mm-hmm. you're talking about me? Like yeah. I haven't been through a lot of tragedy. I've been a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, I had forgotten about that post, mm-hmm. but yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remembered a little bit of a detail of it, and I went back, and I went back, and went back, and I'm like, I know I saw this. It was right about the, around the time that, you know, that this. I remembered something like that, and it stuck, and it stuck with me, and um, and that's you know, you know that's the other thing that you know you you say I'm I'm a widow, which sounds that sounds like such a sad thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I actually, I mean, I would not give up having been married for 20 years right but I actually enjoy being a widow right now yeah you know because I I do what I want to do um and I I don't have that there's you know when when you have a marriage there's that give and take and Mm -hmm. and, you know yeah, you have to check in with somebody right, and compromising yeah. and, if, and that if, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so to if you me, want to have pizza for dinner, you're not asking anybody else what they right. want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to make dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like, I'm not having dinner today. That's right, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I, I, to me, being a widow is not a, a negative thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy it. Do you do you think that uh, that that is an incredible um, thing for you to say? And people like she's got a genuine like smile on her face, and I just I just imagine that um, your husband's like pretty proud of you and and, and amazed of I, you uh, and your daughter. You know, I think he would be very proud of my daughter. She's yeah, she's an amazing person. Yeah, she and amazes I, me. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I can just kind of picture like, wow, look, like, look at you girls. Like, look <laughs> at you girls, you know, because um, I mean, you know, he he's happy where he is. Exactly. And, and um, you know, you're certainly, like I said, the smile on your face right now. You can tell that you have genuine um, joy in your heart and you are the epitome of taking that detour 
you know, mm-hmm. um, we all have our idea. I'm sure you thought, okay, you thought, okay, I'm, you know, this is what we're doing, X, Y, Z. And we're going to retire and get old together. You had all your ducks in a row, yep. you know, and like you said, you're an accountant. I mean, he, you said your husband type A. And, right. and and even as you sort of laid your story out, it's very duh, 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 you mm-hmm. know. Um, so that's probably part of your personality, personality too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that... Um, those kind of things, um, you know, can, can work in your advantage and, and we can plan everything until, until something we didn't plan for happens. Exactly. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. no control over and you realize right. how little control you really have over your life. Yeah. You Is know? that what you, what it really taught you? That's well, that's one of the things, one that of I, the things that I've mm-hmm. learned. Yeah. And you know, I, I have told this story before. I told it at, at, at a women's event once, and I think it was you maybe that said afterwards that that was a, a beautiful story of um, ashes to... Beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, Beauty that's, for ashes. that's such a neat saying. I, I just... Yeah, and that is, that's actually um, um, from the Bible, and I'm not great at remembering um, names, but that is a story um, of you know, a, a woman and, um, destruction and then beauty that came out of the, the ashes, the mm-hmm. destruction. And, um, and so that, uh, those are kind of my favorite kinds of stories, you know, where people are an overcomer. Um, and they, they don't let, um, the things that, can be negative quote, you know, in mm-hmm. our, that happened in our lives. It happened to everybody. Right. Um, you, you know, you're, you're not the first person to have their husband die. In fact, right. I, I probably have like four other friends to be honest. Um, and, and each one of them has just, to me, that's another thing that shows how ridiculously blessed I am Yeah. because I know when, when my husband passed, I didn't have to worry about, am I going to be able to make the mortgage payment Mm. next month? You know, Mm -hmm. we had things pretty much planned out and set. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was all not a worry. I know women who've lost their husband that are in a lot worse shape than where I was. They have, you know, multiple Mm -hmm. little kids. They they were a stay-at-home mom and don't have a, you know, don't have an education. Mm -hmm. And they don't even know how they're going to pay the utility bill next month. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people who are in a lot worse situation. I mean, think about it. I just thought of this right now. The woman of your first foster child lost her husband. She did. Didn't you say that he died in a car accident? Oh, no, that wasn't my first foster child. The, uh, but so there was a, a set of foster children that I have that, yes, she lost her husband in a car accident and her kids were two and then and she four. died. And then right? she died, right? Right. So I'm saying she lost her husband. Mm-hmm. One of the, the kids, I had them mixed up. Okay, I thought it was your first one. The the two the, that are in New York, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. So she, what, it just clicked to me that she lost her husband mm-hmm. and her life went a totally different direction right. where you had her children. Yeah. And then she eventually, you know, passed away as right, well. Right. But I mean, y'all were the same position. Situ- situation and just sim- diff- in a different, totally different result. Different result, yeah. yeah. And so you surely are, you surely are blessed for sure. And um, all those kids are, are blessed to be um, in your life and in your daughter's life. And, um, and you know, they are such, to me, they're such a blessing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because kids I, are, kids are just awesome in general. I mean, they just really are. Yeah. It's to me, it gives me such a purpose to my life. It's so rewarding, you know, and they just, they're so, they're so, um, they just absorb the affection, the attention. Mm-hmm. They just grateful, the, yeah, grateful yes, hearts, yeah, appreciative. Yes, for the most of part, your, they are. Her, you know, yeah, I mean, all kids take a lot of, of things course. for granted, but, mm-hmm. but they really—they're just amazing kids. Every single one of them. Well, I think you're amazing as well, and I thank you so much for taking the time uh, out of your busy, busy life to um, talk to us, um, to educate us, to share your detour story, and I'm so happy um, that I know you, that I got to be um, a a part of your life. Thank Um, you. So thank you so much. Um, Again, everyone listening. you know, if this, if you, this is how, this is how things happen. Uh, you hear something or, or you just get like a 
tug at your heart or, um, you know, uh, a whisper in your ear or somebody says something to you in the mall. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that is your confirmation. You know, that is your little, me- that is your little message that could be the path to your purpose. Yeah. If you're wondering yes, what don't it could be, it. don't ignore it. Um, and, and don't, don't be afraid. Um, if if you're, you know, feeling that way to reach out and get some information um you could really be a blessing in someone else's life and like christine said you know you'll be blessed yourself so yes um, so blessed for sure well everyone have a wonderful day thank you so much for listening to the detour podcast if you do not want to miss any um episodes please subscribe on itunes or uh, podbean so that you will not miss any future episodes when they publish um also please 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 rate and review leave a comment um leave a suggestion you can also find uh on facebook the detour podcast page where you can um tell us about your detour story um or see what's coming up interact there's all kinds of um information on there, travel information and um just highlights of our guests so um we will hope that you will check that out and thank you so much again for less listening Uh, Remember, take the detour and enjoy the wander.